How do we foster a growing intimacy in our relationships? And what can be learned from the intimate nature of our triune God that we can imitate in our closest relationships? Why is it that so many young people are running away from marriage and cohabitating? These are just some of the questions that are considered in the book, Choosing Intimacy. And the author, Cindy Martin, is with us this morning. Cindy is founder and director of Wellspring Counseling Ministries and has written the book, Choosing Intimacy. And good morning, Cindy. Good morning. So, Cindy, this is a very interesting topic, and I would love to know what was going on in your life that inspired you to write this book? Wow. That is probably a question that goes back all the way to my childhood, but I will spare you all those details (laughs) and and share with you uh, sort of the core. Um, I do believe that there's so much loneliness, even in marriages, in friendships, in homes, and that desire for deep connection is uh, is there within us? It's God designed uh, the Trinity. Uh, you know, our God is a triune God who is in intimate communion with with one another as persons, and uh, so we're created for that. And so, what really was, I think, started this contemplation about what is intimacy and how do we cultivate this deep uh, relationship that fulfills us, that satisfies us, was meeting my husband and uh, getting to know him and then getting engaged and then going through premarital counseling. And so I, of course, we wanted intimacy. We wanted that, uh, the joy of intimacy. And so I want to tell a story because I had no idea when this happened that it was going to set the stage for this book. And I had no idea how transformational this moment in my life was going to be. And not just my life, but my husband's life. I do want to say, however, for your listeners that are not married, this book is not just for couples. This, this book is also for singles, for friendships, roommates, people that are, uh, you know, just wanting close friendship. Um, but let me tell you the story. So my husband and I got married. We had been married about a year and a half. And we had met in a psychology class. Um, we were both taking German at the time. We both had a heart to go into missions, and we wanted to go to Germany. And so when we got involved in our local church, we thought, of course, we will go uh, with our local church mission. But lo and behold, uh, I received this letter in uh, the mail that, that said that I met the minimum qualifications for a Fulbright scholarship. And so my husband said, you want to go for it. And our pastor said, well, what if the Lord wants to lead you there through the scholarship? And so I thought, oh, I'll never get it. There's just too many people out there. And <laughs> so anyway, long story short, uh, I applied, and sure enough, the Lord allowed me to get this Fulbright scholarship. And my husband said to me, and this to me was the greatest gift on Valentine's Day you can give to you know somebody you love, He gave me the gift of his own emotional awareness and the integrity, his emotional integrity. He said to me, Cindy, I have to admit to you, I'm really jealous. I would love to have been the one to get that, that scholarship. But you know what? God can lead through my wife, and I want to do what he wants. We want to submit ourselves to Jesus. And if he's leading in this, I'm going to be with you. 
even though he had no idea what he was going to do. He was in the middle of his teaching credential program and had to stop it in order to go with me. And we did end up getting involved in uh, a lot of mission work there and a local mission group. And our, our church and our pastor was behind us. We had a, an amazing uh, opportunity mm. early in our marriage. So I wanted to start out with, with saying that if he had shared that with me, that he was jealous, and I had shamed him for it. If I had mm-hmm. said, I can't believe you are jealous. That's ridiculous. You know, God's Word says, you know, we're supposed right. to be you know, <laughs> right. encouraging. But do you know what would have happened to intimacy that day? Yeah, it would have been a big hit. <laughs> yeah. Big hit. It would have been crushed. So that's how I want to begin, because that was the greatest gift that my husband could have possibly have given me. And I have to tell you, if we had more time, I would tell you the end of the story, which that's up to you, depending on where we go with the interview. Uh, but the Lord was faithful to him and gave him some incredible... Well, people can read the book, and <laughs> it has the end of the story, for sure, in the book. But it had a guide was so faithful to my husband in his uh, sacrificial love for me in mm. that way. I love that. You know, building each other up and seeing each other as a team, wanting the best for the other person, to me, that's just the definition of love mm-hmm. and what it means to love one another. But the actual institution of marriage has kind of been under fire, and a lot of people don't even want to take that step into the adventure that it could be like your adventure with your husband. You know, yes. it's it's a something that God designed so that we could live out supporting and doing like partners in life. And so I would, I would love for you to speak to the reason why maybe people are a little skittish about marriage today. Well, I can certainly share with you some of the things that uh, people are telling me, and especially young people are telling me. There is a lot of confusion about what it means to be mutually submissive. When I'm talking to young people, a lot of them don't understand the impact that the fall had on human nature. And they might have heard it as an abstract theological concept, but when it comes down to working out this idea of of how we are mutually submissive in a way that builds the body up, that builds, like you said, um, that uh, builds up the the husband and the wife or the the friends or the partners in, uh, you know, ministry. Partners in ministry go through a lot of power struggles uh, at times. So, yeah. So I think that that really understanding that it was the curse and it was the consequences of the fall that initiated this ruling over one another and trying to control one another and to get rather than to give. Uh, My husband calls that the me principle instead of the we principle. And I, I love that. You know, a common thread is is honesty in all types of uh, relationships, you know, whether mm-hmm. um, heartfelt or business, friendship, and so forth. But you talk about that um, there's neither connection nor intimacy without honest knowing and being honestly known. Can you expand on that aspect of honesty a little more? Oh, yeah. Well, I can't go without giving you the definition of intimacy that my husband developed when we were teaching a young marriage class many years ago, because it goes into that, and I want to expound on it for you. Uh, Intimacy is a deep, abiding confidence that someone knows you, cares for you, desires and delights in your presence. 
I love this because when my husband and I discussed this and talked about it, we're like, you know, when God created us, we were to be naked and unashamed. And that is not just physical nakedness. That is emotional nakedness. Mm -hmm. That is intellectual nakedness. That is social nakedness. Well, what does that mean? Well, as you were mentioning, um, Seth, that means to be willing to take the risk of being vulnerable and sharing who we really are. Mm -hmm. And many of us have been unable to find a person who was trustworthy with who we really are. And so many of us have actually hidden from who we are. We don't even know who we are. That's another thing that I think is uh, a real obstacle to intimacy is that two people get married, sometimes they're not even yet have not even discovered who they are. And so they start trying to fulfill these roles that they think are biblical roles without even knowing yet, well, who am I as a person? Um, I always say that the Trinity is not, uh, you know, a triune role. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not three roles, it's three persons. So we have to really take time to know who we are as well as know us who God is. So, Cindy, someone that's listening in today might say, man, I've been on this earth for 50, 60 years, and I still don't know who I am. I mean, how yeah. how do you self-discover that? Or what is the path forward to that, to be able to be sharing with others and mm-hmm. be in an intimate relationship, a close relationship, an honest relationship with others? I love that question. That's a great question. And, and you know, it, it's it's... Maybe it will sound very simple, but it, it's not. It's very difficult. Uh, it goes back to what Seth was asking about in terms of this honesty, this emotional honesty. You know, first thing to discover who we are is we have to allow ourselves to be human, to feel, to know what we feel angry about, what we feel jealous about, what we feel uh, happy and joyful about what what delights us, what gives us life, and we, you know, what, what do we love, uh, you know, to, to do? Who do we enjoy being with? We are so full of shoulds. Uh, you know, I should like this person. I shouldn't be angry. I shouldn't feel jealous. That we basically shut ourselves down. And so, what can we do? Well, the first thing we can do is the most safe person in the world to disclose ourselves to is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we, I, I can't tell you how many people I know who do not want to tell God how they are feeling about anything or what they are doing. And of course, we all know we can't hide from God. And even in the garden, I always say, look at, you know, Adam and Eve, after they sinned, they were hiding and then they were blaming so those are two crushers of intimacy right there. Um, and But what did God do? He went after Adam and said, hey, where are you? wasn't that he didn't know, but God loves the mutuality of going back and forth. You know, all through Scripture we see this. So um, if, if people aren't even willing to disclose to God, hey, this is who I really am. This is, you know, especially folks who are struggling with addiction, of any kind, it's so shameful. 
that they uh, often don't even want to talk to God about it. So I just want to encourage people out there, if you don't know who you are, begin having a really frank conversation with, with Jesus, whether you're journaling it out, whether you're talking into the air, uh, read the scriptures and see how much God loves honesty. You do not see hiding who we really are uh, in Scripture. In fact, it's, it's one of the hardest things <laughs> that, you know, we see these very raw, messy portraits in the Old Testament, especially, but also in the New Testament, mm-hmm. about who people really are. And so we need to stop uh, shaming ourselves for that, and we need to start the process of some self-discovery about what we like and we don't like, what we feel, what we think, what we desire, even if they're evil desires, to be honest with God and say, wow, Lord, I know this is wrong, but man, this is what I'm craving right now. And God will be so faithful to show you who you are. Absolutely That's true. So good. Now, clearly, if we had more time to talk, we could we could resolve every relationship <laughs> intimacy issue on the planet. Just it just takes a time. It just takes a minute. But right. because we are crunched for time, how the book is choosing intimacy. How do we get yes. you know more into this book and maybe some other things that you've put together? How do we get how do we get to know more and learn more? Uh, well, as far as you mean uh, ordering the book, for example. Yes, or- ma'am. Is that your question? Okay. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, well, I would love it if you would pre-order the book. It comes out in April, and you can go to any of your online uh, book distributors, Barnes & Nobles, or your Christian bookstore, and just ask them to order the book, Choosing Intimacy, and the subtitle is Exploring uh, Christ's Model for uh, deeper rela- for Mutuality and Deeper Relationships, um, but just Choosing Intimacy, if you type that in, it'll come up and populate. Um, That's one way. You can also certainly go to our website at wellspringcounselingministries.org, and that's all one word and lowercase, uh, and uh, that you can do as well. But if you really want more information on uh, the book, I just encourage you to pre-order. It comes out in April, and I would love to, of course, anyone that wants to uh, correspond, of course, I would love to hear from anyone about their thoughts or um, ideas in response to it. Thank you Mm. very, very much for all the work that you've put in in researching this and and hearing God's Word. And thanks for spending some time with us this morning. We deeply appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be with you. Thank you for inviting me. 